come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, thank you for joining us on another episode of Fantastic Cruising. She is Kimbra. And that guy's Matt. Wow, we did that pretty well. We didn't even plan it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to have fun tonight because we're going to do a lot of audience participation. But don't worry if you are the sort that only listens to this as an audio podcast in the future because uh, we're going to be getting tips and, and tricks and just advice and opinions on cruising. And these are questions that are going to be tailored really towards new or new-ish cruisers, people that haven't cruised or haven't cruised very much. And they might answer some questions that you have. They might um, give you some tips that you hadn't thought of. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking we might learn stuff tonight as well. So um, before we do that, though, yeah, you got, any, you got any news? I mean, I don't have news. Well, news. You got some news? I have a cruise. I have a cruise. You got some cruise news? Oh, actually, I do have some news if you want to talk about that. Oh, do you want to talk about that? We can talk about that. Let's talk about this first, though. Okay, yeah. What is that? So this is the fantastic group cruise that's happening in March of next year, 2023. Yes. And... We have some amazing people going on this cruise, and I'm shocked that we have, like, our people just keep booking, which is amazing. They and like us. They really like us. It's it's funny because they want to go on a cruise. when when we decided to do this, we were like, I don't know if we're gonna meet that minimum to get a group, but oh, let's what, is try it. Eight, it. eight cabins. Eight cabins. Eight cabins for the group to get the perks, you know. And we've done it. We've surpassed it, and there's more people that have shown interest, so I'm ready for them to all book, too. We have almost tripled the required number of cabins. Not really. We've No, we haven't. We have, I did the same thing I did on Lovey Show. I just took the number of people and turned it into cabins. We, we have almost doubled. doubled the number of cabins required. <laughs> It's going to be a fun cruise. It's going to Grand Cayman. It's going to Roatan in Honduras. It's going to Belize in Belize. It's going to Cozumel in Quintana Roo, Mexico. I love Quintana. I love the words Quintana. I know what I said. Anyway. Anyway, join us. FantasticTravel at gmail.com. It's not too late to book your cabin today. And we want you to join us. We do. Join us if you're an Evil Dead fan. Or join us if you're not. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what, what did you want to talk about? Another cruise? We can talk about another cruise. So, surprise! We booked a cruise, and it's and it's actually in less than fifty days now. I think we're at forty nine. Forty nine days away. We are going to try something crazy. We're going on an MSC ship. 
that is going to be one of the, I think it's the newest current MSC ship, the, the MSC Seashore. MSC sells seashells on the seashore and uh, and it's leaving out of Miami and it's going to, that was for you, Tony Dials, and it's going to, it's going to, not in this order, maybe in this order, Ocho Rios, Ocho's Rios, uh, Jamaica. It's going to Cozumel. It's going to um, Grand, Cayman. Grand Cayman and it's going to MSC's private island, Ocean K. And so uh, we're excited about this ship. It looks really cool. This kind of cruise kind of fell in our lap, so to speak. And we're pretty stoked about it. And we don't know really much about MSC. So here's a little ask for you guys out there. If any of you are MSCers or have done MSC, you know a lot about MSC, please give us a little contact at fantasticcruising at gmail.com because we might be interested in having you on the podcast to answer our questions because MSC is confusing. Like, you know, like I've covered it before and, and stuff, but I've got questions. Yeah. About MSC. I'm, it's so different than I, other cruise I'm lines. Really, I've kind of like avoided. Like, I really want to go on MSC, and I've wanted to, but I've kind of, like, avoided it because I know it's totally different, and I haven't been willing to, like, totally dive in. Well, you'll avoid it no longer because... So, I'm I'm really excited to boom. go on it so that, yeah, so then I'll just know the things. Hey, Mike Lovelace. Thank you for having me on the podcast with you and Anthony. Not a, He doesn't do a podcast, Matt. Everything's a podcast, Kimbra. Apparently. On your YouTube live last night, that was a lot of fun. Go check out Lovey's Fat Life. Lots of great videos over there and lots of fun lives over there as well. Oh, Todd has made it after his 16-mile bike ride. Todd, it's a good thing that you can't hear you breathing heavily and typing. That might have come out different than I intended it because you just rode a bunch of miles on a bicycle or something, right? Yeah, what did I say earlier that was like weird? You say a lot of weird things. Okay. I have no idea. All right. Anyway, one other thing to just tell you guys about before we get into these questions, and that is that I started a new YouTube channel. It is not a cruising channel. It is called Draw With Matt, and it is basically me drawing. And there'll be lives. There'll be tutorials. There'll be just listen to me chat about whatever I want to talk about, I guess, and then draw stuff. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We can maybe uh, put, let me see if I can put the link to it in the chat. See if I can figure this out. Nope. That's not a touch screen. Matt. That's not a touch screen, Matt. New computer. Sorry. All right. There we go. Look at that. It works when you don't touch the non-touch screen. Uh, but anyway, go over and consider subscribing if you want to hang out with me while I draw or stuff like that. Uh, it would be very much appreciated. And at the end of this episode, after the credits roll, I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen is I'm going to do a little quick drawing um, if I get the technology to work on the fly. So it's a little bit of an experiment as well. Anyway, that's that's my little plug for that. And we can get going now on the stuff and things. <laughs> Todd, Todd said he's got his crayon attached to <laughs> his mouse, so he's ready Perfect. to draw. Perfect. I remember the days when we would draw with mice, but man, they squeaked all the time and they poop a lot. But um, bump. No. <laughs> all right. What do we got here? I don't know. You go first. Oh, I've got to pull it up. And uh, and and um, so yeah, 
So we're going to ask the questions. You guys give us your answers in the chat. And um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. Oh, I'm just going to start at the top for now, and then we can start jumping it's around. It's a good place a to start. Is that good? Yep. Okay. So participation is required. No, <laughs> it's not required, but it is much appreciated. Um, so what was one thing you were worried about the first time you cruised? Oh, something that you were like, oh, I'm really worried about this. The first time you cruised, I mean, maybe you had more than one thing you were worried about, but was the main thing you were like kind of stressing out about in, in your first cruise? What was yours? Um, I don't know. You weren't worried about anything? I'm like, not, I'm Kembra, and I'm, like, totally stress-free. I think friend. probably missing the ship. Like, initially or at a port? Yes. Oh, okay. Because, I I mean, look at today. You cruise out of Tampa, right? Right, but, like, but like look at Where today. Look at today at Egmont Key. Like, we jumped out of the water and rushed back so that we wouldn't oh. miss our boat. Yes, we did. That's what I do. I, I <laughs> Whatever. I have this panic where I'm like, well, we have to make sure that we're here by this time or this or this. So yeah, yeah. I, I think mine was I was worried I was gonna get nickeled and dimed to death. I was worried about hidden charges that I wouldn't know about that would make me irritated. And that really didn't happen. What are people saying? Um, seasickness. Seasickness. Mm. Jennifer was worried she might get sick. So that was a that's a predominant um, thing. James is concerned that they're going to uh, not be on time. Not be on time. Yeah. Uh, Kevin booked our cruise less <laughs> than one week in advance. So we didn't have time to be worried about anything. So, so follow up to that. Um, was seasickness an issue for you guys that, that said seasickness? Did you guys, do you have problems with that? Was it, was it all worry for not, or do you have to take, you know, precautions? Does you, is it something you're, that challenges you? Let us know. And I will look for the next question here. I know my mom just recently went on that small cruise. Um, and um, spoiler, there's the word that I was looking for. Uh, we are going to actually have her on sometime in the next few weeks or so. Now she's, she has to come on. She's got a very busy schedule. So we've rescheduled once. So hopefully our new date works out with her very busy life. But um, she's going to, of course, come talk about that cruise. But she and my stepdad were very, very concerned about seasickness. And they were on a little, and they almost were almost a boat. It was almost yeah. a boat. Um, so they like got the patches and everything, and she said that they were perfectly fine and, and that's didn't what my need mom it. Says too. She says wore a patch was fine, and uh, and and JT's given some good advice here. He says just remember ship time isn't usually the same as it is in port. So if you're crossing to a different time zone than like for example james and you'll be on our cruise um we'll go to cozumel and belize and roatan and those are all in the central time zone whereas well the ship will stay in the eastern time zone so a good good way to get around that is just to have a watch that doesn't automatically set or make sure if you're using your phone that you set the settings so that it doesn't change on you that kind of thing. Mike says, I still take motion sick motion pills a couple of days in advance and a couple of days and the first couple of days of the cruise. And 
JT says, Jen did get sick, but she was up in the bow. So, okay. All right. But she cruises. But a she lot, still so cruises. She's, so, she's, so obviously it doesn't ruin it. it for her. She's gotten over it. All right. Here's the next. I'm just going to go with the next thing. It says, what is one packing tip you wish you would have known prior to your first cruise? Or just one packing tip that you think is a good. What's a good packing tip? What is a good packing tip? <laughs> Todd said he was afraid his family would gently help him overboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very specific concern, though, for you, Todd. Uh, what 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 is what is one packing tip that uh, that you would like to share? Do you have a packing tip you want to share? Uh, my packing tip is if you're going to take soda or wine with you, put it in your carry on, mm, not your good. checked luggage. That's good. I like that. And I remember that because when when our friends Ashley and Josh came down to cruise, and we took them over to the port to head out. Ashley had only cruised once before with me and Josh had never cruised before. And they put, they put their stuff in their checked baggage and it was confiscated. We didn't and to tell them. And they, I, yeah. I feel horrible that I didn't tell them they didn't have their wine right? that right. we had gotten while they were down visiting. <laughs> I felt horrible. So that is my biggest tip is yeah. carry that stuff on. Uh, Todd is saying, don't pack too much. Mike is saying, quit overpacking. Um, my mom is saying packing cubes work great. Yep. Packing cubes. I'm a big fan of packing cubes. Uh, let's see. JT is saying, oh, if you do get sick, go to a bar and get a ginger ale and some bitters. It will settle your stomach. Okay. Good advice. Good advice. And Sean is saying ship time is the most important. When we cruised, our phone was set to automatically change time. We suddenly found our phones set to Seattle time. We were going to New Zealand. Okay, that's interesting. And then Kevin says we always bring Euro adapters so we can utilize all of the plugs. Oh, oh that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. That's a good one. JT says roll up your clothes; it takes less room. Yeah. And then Eric is saying, so it was. So is it one wine or one champagne? It's yes, yes, one one yes. or either. So you can bring on per person one bottle per person each of a seven hundred and fifty milliliter of wine or champagne yep. sealed bottle. It cannot be an open bottle. My tip for you is that make a list, check it twice, use the Santa Claus method, check it twice, and then check it one more time before you go to make sure you don't forget, say your GoPro, for example, <laughs> because then you either Buy a new GoPro on the ship if that's even possible, or you just don't get underwater footage. And some of us can't live like that. So that's my advice. That's my advice. Um, to go back to the wine or champagne, I also want to say if you're going to bring wine, either do a twist top or bring on a corkscrew. Yes. I know that you can ask for a corkscrew. Um, but sometimes they either don't have one available or if you like take your wine to the dining room, they charge you like a corking fee. Just bring your own with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you find the next question and I'm going to see, let's see. Uh, Mike says, take a plug USB cord. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Todd is saying a small USB fan can run on a battery pack or plugged in very portable. And that is the kind that is allowed. So if you need a fan to sleep, you get hot easily. Although normally staterooms can be quite cool, 
but so I have there are ships where people have had warm staterooms. So if you're somebody that gets warm easily at night and you want to be safe, you could do that. Um, JT saying sounds like you've experienced that, Matt. Yes, yes, I have. And now we have three GoPros instead of two. Uh, Mike says, "What? Uh, whom would forget their GoPro rookie?" Yeah, I know, I know. It and was, it was, it was quite like funny. Two cruises ago that that happened. Yeah, uh, and they didn't sell the ten, so I, they, or the nines. So we got a new. Another, so we have three of the same thing. Three eights, yeah. But it was a good price, and we didn't pay tax. Uh, yeah. Did you remember something, Matt? Yes, I remembered to forget something. They might charge you. Are you? I think That's JT's talking about the corkage. Yeah. Yeah. JT says I had customers come back from the sunrise and they said many people were complaining it was really warm in the room. So there you go, especially if it's an older ship. Um, I've never had that problem, but I have heard people have that problem. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mike remind, remembers me talking about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was it was like it was like out of a comedy show. Well, and then the one that and then we bought one and it was broken. Like the GoPro was faulty and then we had to take it back. And luckily we, yeah, but it, it all turned out okay in the end. All right. Um, Eric says, seems it would be better to buy the champagne or wine in the port city in case it blows up in your checked bag on the flight. And um, yeah, you can absolutely do that. Um, I don't know. Oh, in the, in the in, port city, in the port city, like, in the port of departure. Yeah. Like yes. if, when you arrive to Miami, yes. go somewhere and grab a bottle of wine. If you yeah. buy that though, like at a, at a port of call, they will, they'll let you take it on the ship, but they will not give it to you until the end of the cruise. Right. Right. Like if you buy any other liquor and I don't know, I think you could probably get away with bringing some canned beverages back on maybe even bottled beverages mm, back yeah i on think so from a port of call i feel like i've done that before but I, i'm not 100 percent sure on that one all right i've got my next one okay what is the first thing a new cruiser should do when they get on board Ooh. what is the first thing a new cruiser should do when they get on board and while we're waiting for those answers to come in todd says for flying i have a tech pack that has wired headphones and a mount that goes um, in the back of the chair. That's cool. That's cool. Come cool. on. What is the first thing a new cruiser should do when they get on board? Uh, my answer is always explore. Yeah. But that's, I, I mean, that's what I do now. Yeah. I, I would say explore. Or um, eat. It's your first cruise. You know, you want to kind of get a lay of the land. Don't, don't freak out. Don't stress out. It's always the most stressful is getting on the ship. And everybody's like, oh, where's it? But then or, within like a few hours, everybody's like in cruise mode and relaxed. Or go to where all the people are not going. Yes. Because everyone's heading that, to the buffet. That is a good one. So if you go somewhere else, you're not surrounded by all the people and all their yeah. luggage that they didn't check. JT and uh, JT and, and uh, Sean are saying muster if you can or muster or muster if you can. Uh, Kevin's saying take a ship tour. Uh, James says cry because he's so happy. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel you there. Um, JT yeah, said mustard and get a beverage. Get a beverage. Yep. And my mom says, get the mustard drill done. Mom, must. well, you, she has been on one cruise since the mustards have gotten yeah. so much, so much easier. I guess mustard is actually a really good answer. Mustard is a very I, practical answer. I keep answer. forgetting that the mustard has changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't forget, but like when I think of the, I get on the ship and I explore, actually we get on the ship and we go do our muster and then we explore. We do. I think we do. We go, 
go to the muster. Todd yeah. goes to the gym. <laughs> he I, he might be serious. I mean, the man rides miles. On I was a gonna, I was gonna say the only reason I would go to the gym is so where I know where not to go back to during my cruise. <laughs> All right, next one. Name something a new cruiser should definitely not miss on their first cruise. What is something that is you must do on your first cruise? Even if you don't do it on other cruises, or maybe you will do it every cruise, but what is something that you should definitely not miss? What what do you think for that one? Um, should not miss. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say the MDR. Oh, that's a good one. That's like, a good one. Yeah. Like I know that's like an over a multiple night thing, mm -hmm. but you could, I guess, choose to go to specialty dining on the buffet every night. But really, you I should think, go to the MDR. I think some people are intimidated the by the MDR or they just feel like it's too fancy for them. And, and I get that. But yeah, you got to try it because you might, if you don't think you'll like it, you might be very, very surprised. It's It's a really cool experience. It's not just about the food, but it is about the food. But it's more than that, and it's a really cool experience. And it and I'm not a fancy person, um, but I really, really enjoy the MDR. I would definitely recommend trying that. It's a good one. Uh, let's see what else. Experience the ship, the group. Uh, James says the group. Sean says experience the ship. Let's see. JT saying uh, it's part of the cruise experience. Good one, Kimbra. Yep, that was a good one. And my mom is saying tea time. Yeah, oh, they yeah. have a tea time. That is a lot of fun. For sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. All right, what you got? All right. I'm just going down the list. Name something a new cruiser should skip on their first cruise. Oh. Something a new cruiser should skip on their first cruise. It didn't update on my list here. It will in a minute. Okay. Yours took a minute to update on uh, mine. Okay. Okay. Um, what mm. would you say? Um I don't know. I, you know, cause that's such a personal question as far as like different people. Like for me, it, if I could go back in time and give myself advice, I would say, I would say like skip the deck party, the sail away deck party. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't really care about that, but some people really like that. So that's not really a good answer for everyone. What? What I say? I don't know. I I mean, Kevin said skip the art auction. Your, oh yeah. Your mom yeah. said uh, skip the gym. Skip the gym. I guess we already answered it that way. Yeah. Paul said the sail away party. Oh, Paul, you and I, we have the same thoughts there. Um, yeah, I I've just I just don't care about the sail away party. I, I maybe that's maybe some of you are like what, but and others might be like yeah, totally, totally. Uh, being people watchers deck party is fun okay i get that yeah you know just kind of yeah. observe from the side that's another thing i was worried about in my first cruise i was like is this going to be like a crazy like frat party kind of experience the whole time and the deck party was like oh my god it might be and then it wasn't at all it was like so chill and laid back like there's party where you can you can find it if you want it but it's not like in your face like you can avoid it and normally i do because i'm boring all right uh let's see Let's see. I'm going to skip around a little bit. Okay. 
Do you usually get off the ship at every port, stay on board for some, or never get off of the ship? What do you do? Do you stay on? Do you get off at every port? Do you never get off at any port? Or do you mix it up depending on the ports or depending on the length of the cruise or, or something like that? Um, what do you do, Kimbra? I am sorry. My mother just texted me. I need help. So probably with the air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Let me just take that for you. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I get off at most ports. Yeah. I would say I have never not gotten off at a port. I get off at all, all the ports. Will you tell your mother that you're doing a live stream right now podcast? <laughs> oh, um, I apparently don't know how to get I, I get off at most ports. I know some people don't. I mean, there are ships. Like if I was on Mardi Gras and it went to a port I didn't care about, or that I've been to a bunch of times, I would maybe consider not getting off. But for the most part, that is not what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Eric says, I'm looking forward to my first sail away party. It looks like it's always fun to vlog. That is true. And like I said, just because I think something doesn't mean that that's, that's the right answer. It's just for me. And a lot of people do love it. It's You should probably try it if you think it'd be fun. Definitely, definitely don't miss it. Um, and it might be different dynamic in a group too. That could change my opinion of it as well. Um, uh, my mom gets off at every port. Yes, she does. Cause she's with me. Um, Sean says, get off the ship to experience something of the port. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to get off and do an excursion. You can just get off, put your feet on it say, I've been on this area, but if you've been to the port, like maybe you've been to Nassau a bunch of times, you know, and you want to stay on and take advantage of the ship with less crowd. That's cool. Oh, and then Todd says, uh, we get off every time, but NASA, we are not fans of NASA. Todd, if you cruise with me to NASA, I will change your mind on that. But I get it. I get it. Um, I'm actually really excited to get back to NASA. I know. After our last visit there, yes. like I enjoyed almost everything that we did. Yeah. And I want to like go do all of those things again. Yeah. 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 Most of those things. Again. Kevin is saying we usually have a game plan for every port, but sometimes we get tired and skip a port. That's another thing. Yeah. If you're on a longer cruise, you know, you've got a lot of port stops, then, you know, you could, you could skip one. Sometimes you need to get your wind back. Sometimes you need to rest, especially if it's like port, 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 port. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I need to take a break. So do that. It's okay to do that. All right. You ready for your next question? Yeah. Sorry, my mom was struggling a little bit, but all is well now. Um, okay, the next one is, how many pieces of luggage do you bring on your cruise? Checked luggage and carry-on. Oh. How many pieces do you take? Well, so it depends. Let's say this is for what, a seven-night cruise? Is that what we're saying here? Yeah. Because, Let's say a seven-night cruise. Because if it's yeah. like a shorter yeah, one. that's true. That's true. Let's so, say a seven-night cruise. So normally for that, we each take a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And then I take, I guess, the snorkel bag and a small, like my small little backpack thing. So yep. I check the suitcase and then I carry on the other two. Yep. And I'm the same way. Suitcase with the clothes and toiletries are in one of our suitcases, usually yours. And then I have my dive bag or snorkel bag 
and then I have my tech bag. And those and the the dive bag and the suitcase get checked usually. And the oh, that's true. The snorkel bag we do check, don't we? Yeah. And then the the tech bag gets gets carried. So we on. only carry on one, and we don't. Usually... <laughs> There's your mom apologizing. <laughs> She was on Facebook and couldn't Did, figure out how to get. Let's just bring her on here and talk about the air. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Tammy. It's it's okay, really. Um, let's see. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Welcome, right, Dan. Let's start at the top. What do we got here? Dan says two. Um. Yes, Dan says two. Uh, also, JT doesn't like the shopping pressure in Nassau. Yeah, I. But now yeah. I I avoid the 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 straw market and then it's not a problem um um jt says one suitcase and one backpack for my cpap gotcha okay um your mom says three three mom takes three and uh, that's probably she's probably counting like her purse her and her in a carry-on yeah and then her that. suitcase because yeah. i think she usually says one suitcase uh alana brings four suitcases and i have a ziploc <laughs> bag okay Okay, we're gonna check that out with Alana and make sure that's accurate right. there. But Jennifer brings one suitcase. Kevin says we do not travel light. We each take three piece, a three piece set of luggage and a personal bag. Okay. Hey, I mean that's one of the advantages of cruising. You can bring as much as you want. As you know, you may have limitations with the airport if you're flying, but other than that, it's like what you're comfortable. The cruise lines would not don't really want you to bring more than a certain amount but they won't say no it's not like the airport There's something no. flying in my face it's not reno he's he's not a flying dog um let's see uh my mother says three pieces of luggage backpack and personal carry-on well let's back up my mother's cruise was what 10 nights yeah it was a long time and it was yeah out of i don't know where it left from uh spain maybe or yes barcelona yeah that's yeah. Spain. yeah so it wasn't just like a simple seven night cruise and no. my mother does not travel light <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay athens oh it left out of athens greece oh okay i think it i feel like they flew in or they went to uh, spain was I, we'll find out Yes, we'll we will. Out. We'll get all those details in order there. All right, what else we got? What other answers we got um, let's here? See. James said that Cindy said only two is what they're going to bring. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, I just skipped through everything. Uh, <laughs> Paul said two. Two. Uh, your mom said carry on one for shoes and non-clothes, one for clothes. Okay. Okay. Um, Blaine is here. Hello, Blaine. Hey, Blaine. And Stanley Hicks is here. Oh, hi, Stanley. That's Facebook user, just in case you wanted. Okay, to. that's cool. Um, Blaine says one plus a carry-on, so two for each of them. Okay. And by Stacy and Gina, got to run. Understand, you're on a cruise right now. Um, let's see. Hello, Moonlight Adventures. By the way, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're way. I'm just, night. I'm just that's, catching those. That's yeah. Cool. And uh, Mike says, all my vlogger gear is in my carry-on. Right. So so you will see a difference between the vloggers and the regular cruisers. Because the vloggers, we all have all this extra junk we got to haul around with us. Although, I we talked about this on Lovey's last night. Like, we've, Mike and I, we've slimmed that down 
And I think, yeah, I think a lot of people have really. Um, what else we got? All right. Everybody's saying hi to everybody. Okay, that's so, cool. That's cool. Um, Eric says, I pack light. I hate airport bag fees and I don't like waiting for baggage. Okay. Next question. Next question. Do you need cash on a cruise? And if so, for what? Do you need cash on a cruise? And if you if your answer to that is yes, what do you need it for? Because on the whole, you can't use cash on a cruise, but there are exceptions to that. But for us, we bring cash for two things. One is to tip the porters at the port of call. No, at the embarkation port that take our bags. We usually tip them... Um, Two to five dollars per bag, depending yeah. on whether we're, they're hauling dive weights. Yeah, or and, and how we, generous we're feeling. Right after the pandemic, I was like trying to give more if I could. And we carry our luggage off the ship ourselves, but if we didn't, we would tip our porters there too. Yes, and we and I've done that before. And I yes, definitely yeah. tip your porters. That's important. And then. The other reason that we bring cash is for ports. Yeah, ports we, of call. we use cash at the ports. We and don't typically much, use a card. However much we think we're going to spend on shopping or whatever we might need it on, which usually isn't really that much. We're not we're not going to bring, we don't usually spend that much money in port, um, but some people might. So what do we got? What answer do we uh, got? So we have, we're scrolling fast. Let me go back <laughs> up here. Uh, so Moonlight Adventure says cash for tips. Cash for tips, uh, yes. JT says we take cash for tipping porters and paying cash in ports. Mm -hmm. Blaine says cash for certain ports or tender porters. Okay. Uh, Dan says for port stops. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your mom says only for tips in port and for uh, purchases in ports. Yep, yep. If you're doing an excursion, like we went on an excursion in our local area today, and it was a boat, and so we tipped them. So if you go on an excursion that's like a boat or a tour – you might want to consider tipping them. Um, Kevin says, I always take a couple grand for the casino and walking around money in the ports. We tend to do private tours, so we often have to pay those in cash. Yeah, and if you are going to be a casino person, then cash, you can just put it on your card, but a lot of people will use cash for that, and then you can like it's, put it into... Yeah. Yeah, so that way you don't overspend maybe, or just so... I don't know, different people have different ways of like, save money and stuff yeah like that. mike says we brought a lot of cash everywhere we went once credit cards at margarita beach resort nassau okay um let's see we've also tipped porters on disembark and they took us to the front of the line okay. yes that is something that they will do uh um sean says yes we do not have tipping culture but we tip our room steward and the main servers who serve us in the mdr and that's a good tip to consider if you are cruising in another country, um, research and find out what their tipping culture is because otherwise you're going to come to, if you go to a culture where tipping is expected, consider tipping um, like, like Sean is talking about there. Um, but if you're going to a country that tipping is not normal, then, you know, maybe don't tip or, or do if you want to, but know that it's, it's going to be, Kind of weird, maybe considered weird. They probably wouldn't hate it though. So yeah. Um, we have, I like to use cash in the casino, souvenirs, cash for tips. Yep. Yep. Uh we never use a card import. 
Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't use a card import unless it's like something really big that I trust. Like I would use okay. one at Chonkanob in Mexico because it's like a national refuge kind of thing. But I would use one in the stores. And I try, I, I don't normally even use one someplace like that, but I would feel okay doing that. Um, but in another country, and I don't, it's not nothing against that country. It's just like if there is a fraud problem, that could happen anywhere. But if I have to deal with it across country lines, I feel like that's going to be a lot more challenging. All right. All right. Are we ready? Ready. What do you typically wear in the MDR? Oh, I wear a smile. I wear the food on my face. <laughs> no, this is something, and we got this question from James, and it's a very legitimate question because people don't know. Because if you go to the websites, it makes it sound like you have to wear a very specific dress code. And that in my experience on Carnival and Royal Caribbean, and I don't know about all the other cruise lines, that is not really the real expectation now i do not go to mdr wearing like a sleeveless shirt and swim trunks or cutoffs or something i don't own cutoffs but uh but i do wear like khaki shorts and normally sometimes i'll wear a t-shirt if it's not like the the formal night one of the formal nights seven night cruise usually has two um but a lot of times i'll wear a button-up shirt because i like to wear a button-up shirt I think, and I got like fun, like fun pattern ones and stuff that I wear. And then on formal night, I will wear pants. It's the only time of year I wear pants and I'll wear a button up shirt. I used to wear a tie and all that. I don't do that anymore. I, I don't, I'm on a vacation. I don't want to, I don't want to wear a tie. I hate wearing ties. I, I will tell you that there is going to be a cruise at some point in time that we're going to dress like super fancy to the nines. Yeah. I mean, we could do that. I don't know which one, and I okay. don't know when, but it will happen <laughs> at some point in time. Okay. All right. I mean, that's... I can, just, just can, want you to know. Can, I can compromise. All right. Let's see what kind of answers we have. Okay. Um, JT says, slacks and a dress shirt on formal nights. Uh, Dan says, casual and comfortable. I don't like getting dressed up. Paul says, jeans, dress shirt, sports jacket, and cowboy boots. There you go. Um, let's see. Jay, well, we skipped. Uh, JT says, I've worn nice shorts and a polo shirt. Yeah, polo shirt, another good option. Um, yeah. yeah. Your mom says, dress slacks and top or simple dress, sometimes a long dress. Okay. Um, Mike says, we always skip formal night. You don't have to, though, Mike. You can go to the formal night because the dinners at the NDR at formal night is usually a little bit of a notch up. And so, you know, people don't – At least I'm speaking of carnival – maybe Royal Caribbean, but definitely Carnival because that's where I have the most experience. I see a lot of people that do not get super dressed up on formal night. Like seriously, like a button up shirt. And I think some people will even wear shorts. Like it, as long as they're, you know, they're not going to wear basketball shorts, but you know, it's, it's fine. I mean, you're under the table. Nobody's going to see your legs. It doesn't matter. You know, like, if somebody's that offended that you're walking to your table, then they have issues they need to solve that are not your problem. That's the way I see yeah. it. But some people like to get dressed up to the nines. Like when I first started cruising, like they rented tuxedos and stuff, but that's, that has gone away. Yeah. People like the casual feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean says, I normally go in jeans and a button up shirt to normal dinner, but on formal night, I have been known to wear a suit. Oh, yeah. Fancy. Fancy. Todd says, I collect fun button-up shirts and my shorts 
in my bright orange vans. Formal night is nice. pants and a fun shirt and orange vans. Nice. I like it. But that unique flair. I wore my new like coral reef vans on the last cruise. I love those shoes so much. Kevin says we typically cruise lines that are country club casual. Mm-hmm. I wear Dockers, a Hawaiian shirt, and some deck shoes. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Is it my turn? Yes. All right. Here we go. What are some cruise terms that new cruisers should know? What are the terms that new cruisers are going to get on board and people are going to be using things like MDR, which we've said multiple times tonight. And if we have new cruises, they're like, what are you talking about? That is the main dining room. Main dining room. We speak in this language, the the cruisers. And, And if you're not if you're not used to cruising or you've never cruised before, you might be like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. MDR, there's one main dining room. That is where most people eat their sit down dinners with wait staff on the regular. There are also um, upcharge restaurants or there's the buffet. Those are your options or room service. Uh, those are your options on most cruises for dinner. And yeah. What are some other ones though? Man overboard. <laughs> That's the first one I saw. Um, uh, muster. Muster. Muster is the muster drill. You have to go through a safety drill that tells you where you need to go in the in the unlikely event that there's an emergency, and they'll teach you how to put on a life jacket or tell you what to do in case of that happening. Um, aft. That's what. That's the first thing that came to my mind is aft. And then aft. I was like, oh, we should do all the other sides too, which JT said. Oh yeah. Okay. Man overboard. If oh and and if you if somebody sees somebody go overboard or if somebody hears a shout man overboard, what you're supposed to do is look at them and keep your eyes on them and get somebody to call for help from the cruise staff because it's once you lose sight of somebody in the water, they're gone. Now the only way you're gonna fall off a cruise ship, in my opinion, is if you are extraordinarily unlucky, like really really unlucky, or You've been imbibing a little bit too much and you're a daredevil or you are very sad. And that, that, that is an unfortunate scenario there, but uh, yeah, you're not going to accidentally fall off a cruise ship under normal circumstances, but if it does happen, that is what you should do. What else we got here? We got bow aft starboard port. How do you know which side is the port and which is the starboard Kimbra left? Is four letters. Port is four letters. There you go. Port and left, both four letters. There you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think I think I lost. Lido. Him. Lido. Lido. What is the Lido? The Lido is the deck with like the pool and where they do all the like the deck parties. And yeah, stuff. usually the buffet is there as well. Um, what else we got here? Oh, my mom said theirs was not called the muster. It was a safety drill. Safety drill. That's because you were on a smaller fancy vessel. Speaking of different things, tender is what we call boats that have to come to pick you up if the ship can't dock at a port. However, Carnival calls them water shuttles because that's how they are. Um, (laughs) My aunt says, I'm not a big fan of mustard myself. I like mayo though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see what else we got. CD, CD. That is not an obsolete form of music. 
recordings, it is the cruise director. Cruise director who is going to be, depending on the cruise line on Carnival, is going to be a very entertaining person. You're going to see them a lot. You're going to hear their voice a lot. Um, they're there to make sure everybody's having a good time. Helm. Oh, what is the helm? The helm is where the driver drives. Yes, it's the steering <laughs> portion, basically. Point of sale. Um, Todd, I don't know what that one means. So <laughs> could you please tell us exactly what point of sale means? Because to me, that sounds like a retail term. Um, <laughs> atrium. Uh, the atrium is normally midship. And on most of the older ships... Some of the newer and ships are yeah. well, yes, that's why I some of the newer ships don't have it quite the same way, but it's like the spot where it starts on like the lower deck and it goes all the way up to the top. Yes, and the pride has that. Yes, and, and, and we love that about it. Uh poop deck. <laughs> that can mean different things for different people. Um I've heard four and a half, so bow, um, Four, you could, yes, people say four. Um, I feel like there's another term for the front of the ship, too, that I'm not thinking of. Forward. Forward, yes. Which is four is just short. Yeah. A shortened version of forward. Yes. Uh, cabin. Oh. Cabin is your room. Cabin is your room. Your state room is another term mm -hmm. that is used to describe where you stay. Um Let's see what else we've Point got of sale here. is the direction. That direction that the ship is going. Sign and sail Good card. Good one, Mike. Good one. Sign and sail card. What is the sign and sail card? That is the, or ship card would be yes. another. Yes. Um, or medallion if you're on princess. Or bracelet if you're on. Yeah. But yeah. Most of um, us. But yeah, it's the card that they give you when you get on the ship. That will be your room key. That is uh, how you pay for everything. Um, that is how you get on and off the ship at ports. I think your aunt um, is commenting about poop decks. That's your aunt, right? It says Facebook user. I know what a poop deck is. Sure My daughter it. has one occasionally when Portia doesn't make it to the yard. Don't we all? Yes. Por Portia is a dog, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> which would be none of you. <laughs> OBC. Good one, Sean. What is OBC? It's Obi-Wan Kenobi spelled wrong. It no. is onboard credit. Yes. And uh, onboard credit is a really cool thing to have. Sometimes you get that with your cruise. Sometimes um, there's different ways you can come about onboard credit, but it's basically money you can spend on the cruise ship. Yeah. It's, it's extra money that you didn't necessarily pay for in advance. It just came as part of a perk for booking the cruise under a certain special rate or being part of a group. Hey, welcome Meg Bonvini to Meg FCC. That's not the rate that people that that control the airways, right? No. What? Future cruise credit. Future cruise credit. That's what I like to hear. Your cruise gets canceled or something goes wrong, you might get a future cruise credit to use on a future cruise. That yeah. could be pretty cool. Never happened to me yet. Kind of hope it doesn't. Kind of hope it does. I should probably look and pick my next one. Yes. Um Port, starboard, forward, aft, bow, stern is another name for aft. I think we said That's that already. That's the word you were looking for earlier. Well, stern it? is the back. Oh, yeah. okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, how many pairs of shoes do you pack on a seven-night cruise? Oh, 
And Mike said Fun Squad. That's a carnival-specific oh. thing. Fun Squad are the people that run the trivia. They run the bingo. They run any the dance parties, the the sail away parties, the karaoke, anything that requires fun is the Fun Squad. Um, okay. How many, what was the question? How many shoes? How many pairs, How many of, pairs shoes? of shoes do you pack on a seven night cruise? I usually do. I usually do something for the formal or the dining room. So like now it's my, my coral reef vans. I usually do something that's like casual, either my Crocs or flip flops, sometimes both, but usually one or the other. And then. That's probably all you do. That's it. Well, my scuba booties. I don't know if those count. Probably don't count. Okay. Right. We, we have we lots of answers. Oh, wow. Yeah. This oh, one. shoot. What did that just do? It's fine. I'll catch up. <laughs> um, so we have Meg says two. Paul says four. Sean says three. My mother says eight. Of course. <laughs> one for Imelda each night Marcos. plus an extra. <laughs> uh, Moonlight Adventure says I pack three. Chaz packs about six. Uh, JT says three. Two Crocs and a pair of dress shoes. James says it will be one shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and he's going to drink from it. It's a shoey. Hey, has anybody found Steve? Crikey. Where are you going to look? Um, uh, Mike says two to three. Yeah. Your mom says four. Yeah. Uh, Meg says flip-flops and sneakers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike says water shoes, tennis shoes, maybe deck shoes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Next one we're going to do, where did it go? Where did it go? What is, what, what item do you bring that others might not think of or might think it's not allowed? What do you bring on that maybe other people don't think about, especially new cruisers? I know most of us that have cruised a lot, of, we've, we've heard these things because we talk to each other. It's a thing that we do, but, or maybe you didn't know you could bring it on, but you can. What would your, what would your thing be? Um, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to have to answer. I'm going to say, I, I could come up with a lot of things, but I'm going to say magnetic hooks. Okay. Which are usually useful. Not always, because your your magnetic experience with your cabin walls will vary on your ship. But I bring, what we didn't ask is how many hats do you bring, Matt? And that can be a lot. So I hang them from hooks. And if it doesn't attract to the wall, because magnets don't stick, that's the science guy in me, it will usually attract to the to the ceiling, which is low in a cruise ship or someplace. Someplace you're going to be able to uh, um, put magnets and they're going to stay and they're going to hold hats or whatever you want, your lanyard, if you want a lanyard or something like that for your sign and sale card. So I, I'm going to go with the answer that I actually said earlier okay. is if you're bringing a bottle of wine with a cork, then bring a corkscrew. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And you can. It's not an airplane. You can do that. Okay. JT say, oh, wait, we got more before We've that. Got, yeah, let's go up here. Let's see. Um, um, Sean said, I think Steve is behind your head. Sean said, I think Steve is behind your head. Well, I hit him pretty good, didn't I? He kind of got blurred out. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll reveal at the end of the episode. That's fine. Let's, Don't let uh, us forget. Let's see. Meg says, a giant Yeti water bottle for excursions. Oh, good idea. And 
quite the green idea too, might yes. I say. And Mike says a bottle opener and tumbler. Mm, yeah, bottle opener and tumbler. Tumbler to fill that, fill it up with water, tea, lemonade. That way you have stuff in the cabin to drink. If you didn't bring cans of stuff or, or something like that, then you, you've you got it. You don't have to buy stuff. You can just fill it up and have it in your refrigerator. Nice and cold. James has something, a Ziploc bag to protect passport in the rain. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good idea. Yeah. Ziploc bags can be handy for keeping things dry or keeping things that are wet from getting other things. Yeah. Wet. I, say, I will also sometimes pack some like grocery bags. So if we haven't been able to dry all of our stuff out at the end of the cruise, it doesn't get the rest of our stuff wet. So mm. we'll put that wet stuff in a yep. bag. Yep, yep. Um, JT says extension cord with mm. no surge protection. Yeah. You cannot bring an extension cord with a surge protector. Um, you can bring, well, the power strip thing is a little iffy these days. Used to be you could bring them, then you could bring them if they didn't have a surge protector. Now I think Royal Caribbean just like nope, um, but Carnival still okay with it. Uh, what what we bring because so much of our stuff runs off a of USB, we have a little USB hub, and they haven't had yeah. any issues with that. Um, JT says three to five hats. Okay. Moonlight Adventures, magnetic hooks, tumblers, and a power strip. Good ideas. Um, just make sure that the cruise line you're going on will accept power strips because that. That has been a fluid thing in the last five years or so. Uh, Mike says magnets are not good on the sunshine, only frame of door to bathroom. Uh, we mm. kind of ran into that on the paradise. The walls were not magnetic, but the ceiling was. So we made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to improvise a little bit. Um, your mom says an art pad and markers. Of course. That's my mom. Meg, a <laughs> book of crossword puzzles. Oh, that's a good idea. And, and uh, that is cool because one of the things that is fun to do on a cruise is just to chill out somewhere. Find a good spot with a nice view. Chill out. It could be inside, outside. There's a lot of windows on the ship. And if you like doing crosswords or any kind of puzzles, I draw, you like to read, that's good. And they sometimes they will have little puzzles and stuff. I've seen that a lot on cruises, but mm -hmm. it's usually like a page a day. And so if you are good at crosswords, you know. You might want to bring your whole a whole book mm -hmm. with you. Oh, uh, we have last cruise. We took a couple puzzles, mm -hmm. silicone or aluminum straws. Oh, I like that, Mike. Thank you for that. The cruise ships, a lot of them have gotten rid of straws or they've replaced them. Like Carnival has like the the candy straws, which are oh, yeah. which are will melt as you drink stuff through them. So if that if you're a person that that's going to bother you, um, you can buy disposable straws. But as a person that cares about the ocean and the things that live in it, I would just ask you to consider bringing a reusable straw. But I, if you can't, then that's fine. I won't I won't judge you too harshly. Uh, snorkel gear. Yes, bring your own snorkel gear. If you are a snorkeler, that I recommend, especially a mask. Definitely. And then my mom and Kevin are having a lovely conversation about <laughs> my mother it. being spoiled from cruising. I love it. I love from it. From her fancy cruise. <laughs> All right. What else we got? We caught um, up? That we are caught up. Sweet. Um, what are three important things you pack in your carry-on? Oh. Well, I'm going to say iPad. Because I can't live without my iPad. Because that is my art tablet, my crossword puzzle, my I don't really read much these days. But um, and then I'm going to say a camera of some sort, although that's often my phone, but like a GoPro because I'm going to be filming underwater so or or my underwater iPhone case, something for underwater filming. 
And then my third thing is going to be um, make sure I've got all the right charging cables. <laughs> Don't want to make that mistake. Yeah. I've seen that happen. It's ugly. <laughs> I think I think mine would be my iPad. Yeah. Um, our passports and other documentation because I'm the one that usually carries that. And I don't want to leave it behind or mm -hmm. put it in my check luggage because then I can't get on the ship. <laughs> um, and what else do I usually carry? Lotion? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just in my yeah. bag. Um, so Mike is saying Dollar Tree has great silicone straws for $1.25. Really cool. Uh, one thing I would recommend too, and I don't know what you might be able to get these at Dollar Tree, definitely Amazon, uh, but $1.25 is a really good price, is get a large bore straw if you like drinking the the fun cruise boat drinks, you know, the 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 strawberry daiquiri, the Miami Vice, the pina colada. You don't want to try and suck that through like a normal size straw. Yeah. You know, that doesn't like, work well. So get a large bore straw and get a few of them so you can kind of clean them out and stuff if you can. But, or just deal with whatever they have. I usually just deal with whatever they have, but I, some, I do sometimes bring them on there. Uh, JT says CPAP, any meds that we might need. So that's important stuff. That's like, I say my iPad is important, but in reality, it's not. It's just important to me because I want it. But if you have meds or a CPAP machine or things that you really need, uh, definitely want to make sure you have those in your carry-on. Just in the rare instance that you may not get your bags right away or heaven forbid they get left off the ship. I, I don't know that that really ever happens, but it, it could, I guess. Um, so make sure you've got that stuff with you. Um, his third one is chapstick. Chapstick. It's just down a little bit further. Okay. And my mother is heading out. Goodbye. Okay. Bye, Tammy. Thanks, thanks for, for participating. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> um, keep reading. All right. Let's see. Paul says meds, papers, and clean drawers. <laughs> That's good. That's good. My mom would approve. Uh, Meg says I travel. I travel carry on only, but important documents. My swimsuit and drama means so swimsuit is a good one. That's a good tip if you want to get in the pools and the hot tubs before other people are able to do that first day before everybody got their luggage and you got your swim stuff. You're good to go. <laughs> Aunt Dean said chapstick because I'll be kissing some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. My mom says iPad Nook art pad because it's my mom. And uh, Lovey says laptop, camera gear, folder with everything. You're kind of a folder with everything. Kind I'm of. that person. Yeah, you're that person, which is good, which is good. All right. Um, Am okay. I the next question or is that? Uh, or did I do that one? I don't remember. Who did I that did one? that one. You did that one? Okay. I'll so it's one. you. Okay. What port of call tip should new cruisers know for their first cruise? So what's something that a new cruiser needs to know about when you go to a port of call? It could be any port of call. What should they know? Um, my things are make sure you have your ship card and your license. Yes. And your excursion ticket if you have an excursion. I don't know how many times I've seen people have to go all the way back to their cabin and come back to like 
get off the ship because they forgot one of those things. Yeah. And maybe I've even done that. So yeah, make sure you've got all those things. And, um, and also if you're like us and you're like chomping at the bit to get off the ship, do a little, a little research to find out where that's going to happen, when that's going to happen and be ready to go so that you can get off the ship really quick. If you're not like us and you're not chomping at the bit, I'd say, give it a minute, give it an hour, go have a coffee, watch everybody crowding off the ship and then just stroll off. Like it's your own personal entourage. Just no, nobody else around. You can do that too. So it depends on, you know, on your style, what you, what you want. All right. Oh, that's a good one, Meg. No fruits or vegetables allowed off the ship. In Mexico, there are fruit sniffing dogs. Yes. They ain't sniffing for drugs. Well, I don't think they are. <laughs> they, they're not doing a good job. They are based on my recent cruises. But um, yes, you cannot take, you can take packaged, closed packaged foods off the ship. But if it's open, uh-uh. And if it's like a banana, they will bust you with that banana. So don't do that. Uh, ship time. <laughs> don't be late. Don't be a peer runner. Don't be a, a peer runner. There's another cruise term. Oh yeah. Peer runner is what we call people who there's a, there's a time, usually a, a half an hour before the ship is supposed to disembark from that port of call when everybody's supposed to be back on the ship. Peer runners are the ones that show up 29 minutes later or 35 minutes later and the ship is waiting on them and you will get mocked by the entire group of people on the ship who are looking at you and going, peer runner, oh. but anyway, yeah, don't be a peer runner. Oh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to skip a little bit. My aunt says, uh, what's with the fruit? So it's just, it's just an agricultural thing. They don't want anything, any, any flora or fauna coming into their country that could possibly cause disease or anything like that. So it's, it's just a, agricultural kind of a deal yeah um let's see so mike says listen for what is required in port id mask passport vaccination card oh yeah right now that is yeah relevant. he said bonaire required a vaccination card in person no photos oh. oh wow okay we have not we have been told some ports we've been to have required that but none of them actually have but that's good to know that bonaire did bonaire was bonaire stayed closed longer than a lot of other places so they are more strict about that. So yes, definitely know that in this day and time that we live. Yes. I know this isn't the question, but I'm very excited. My aunt said, I have heard I may be going in March working oh. on it. I oh. may not come back if I go though. I know the feeling. I'm, I am also working on it. I've, <laughs> I've talked to many people and said, we need to get her on this cruise. Yes. Um. Let's see. Kevin says they need to be aware that the ship will leave without them if they are late. Darn tootin'. And Meg says, don't get too drunk. You're likely to miss the ship. Darn tootin'. Don't miss the ship. They will leave without you, and you will be on your own to get to the next port or to get back home. Exception being, if you book a, an excursion through the cruise line, they will get you where you need to go, or they will wait for you. And they're in contact with those excursion groups. So if you are going on an excursion in a port and it's going to be far away or it's kind of close to the time you leave, you might want to book that through the cruise line unless you're real comfortable and confident. Um, 
if it's a real close by one or it ends like five hours, four hours, three hours before the ship leaves, you're probably good. But, you know, use your well, own judgment. And in there. that case, then it's on you to make it back to the ship. It is. It is on you. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, all right. It's my turn, right? It is your turn. Do you want to finish these? We are at our time or do you, well, well, let's, we'll do the, let's do this, the lightning round here. Okay. Um, what is a good food or eating tip for a new cruiser? Oh, so I'm going to say, um, somebody like beating on the wall. Something or it's happening upstairs, oh, like over on the, interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I will say this experiment. Don't be afraid to order multiple things, but don't overeat. It's real easy when you're a new cruiser to stuff yourself because there's food everywhere. It typically tastes very good. And it just keeps, it just keeps being available. You just and said like everybody's stuff probably. Probably did. So don't overdo it. Pace yourself. It'll still be there the next day. JT says, try it all. Yes. Meg said, blue iguana. Oh, on the carnival and ship. JT said, you can always order more. You can always order more. And if you get something, I'm not encouraging you to waste food, but if you get something and it's gross, just tell your server. They'll bring you something else. Yep. It's okay. You're on vacation. Be a super conservative eater the rest of your life. You know, when you're on a cruise, try and be a conservative eater, but you're on vacation. Live a little bit. Chocolate melting cake with vanilla ice cream. Oh, yes. Um, that would be the chocolate melting cake. Is that that's what it's called, right? Or is it the melting chocolate cake? Or the um, I think it's the melting chocolate cake, but, but we always say chocolate melting cake because it sounds better that it's way. It's a carnival thing. Yeah, it's a carnival thing. Um oh, Sean said gotta run. Where is Steve? See you on our live. Do you want oh, me to point it out since okay, he's leaving? Yeah, since it was his idea and and you don't need to move. It's you can. No, but it'll get, it'll get like clear. Will it? Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Yes, he's yeah. hiding behind the ship on okay. a stick. Okay. Um, Crikey, that's a beautiful ship on a stick. Warm chocolate melting cake. Warm. All right, next one. Go. Melting cake. Next one. Um, let's see. What new mistake should a new cruiser avoid on their first cruise? Well, the food one is probably the one I would have said. Actually, um, here's the one I will say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap into my man, Tommy Casabone, for this one a little bit. Don't stress on the first day. Go with the flow. It's going to be okay. It's easy to get caught up in the stress on the first day of your cruise. Relax. It's going to be all right. After that first part of the first day, everybody's going to start relaxing. It's going to seem crowded. It's going to seem rushed. It's going to seem stressful. It's not going to stay like that at all so don't let that don't let that ruin your cruise uh meg says wear sunscreen mike says don't get sunburn yes your mom says eating too much yep 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 all right next one um just read it because you've got it open okay what should new cruisers pack did we already do that one uh we said three things for your carry-on okay so we're, I think, we're gonna skip yeah. that one where should new cruisers eat dinner on their first cruise, buffet or MDR? We kind of talked about this too a little bit. A little bit. A little bit redundant. But should they eat in the buffet, the MDR, or both? You heard our opinion on this. Oh, um, also, JT said, don't try to do everything you won't be able to. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. JT De says, depending on the ship. JT says both. 
try both. And definitely like lunch, breakfast, buffet. There's other options for, yeah. for breakfast. Paul and lunch said MDR too, but... and C Day brunch. Oh, good one. Good one. Good one. Meg says both. Yep. Yep. Your mom says MDR. Yep. yep. I, uh, I mean, Mike said skip the buffet. Skip the buffet. <laughs> Didn't need to no, yeah. I mean I I would I would experience the buffet at least once for dinner. I, I do. Yeah, but I like to go to the buffet for breakfast. Breakfast is good. Lunch is sometimes okay, but yeah. if you're on like the carnival ships with the, the blue iguanas and the guy's burgers, I ain't wasting my time in the buffet. I might pick and I might pick at the buffet for lunch, but yeah, um, MDR is where it's yeah. at. But right. definitely try it. What extra cost items do you consider necessary for a full cruise experience? Oh, like technically, you don't have to spend any more money than what you paid to book the cruise. But most of us do, let's face it. But are there things that you feel like you have to spend money on or you're not really getting the full experience? Would you say there's anything? Um, I mean, the only thing that I would say is probably excursions. I would agree with that. And depending on the ports. Yeah, I mean, our I feel like there was a cruise that we recently did that we didn't do anything. If I'm going extra. to Puerto Rico, Grand Turk... If I'm going to Half Moon K, um, Coco K, Amber Cove, Amber Cove, uh, Grand Cayman, Nassau, Nassau, those are all ports where I don't need to do an excursion, but I am going to spend money in most of those. Well, not Half Moon K or Coco K, not the private islands, Princess K. Um, I'm probably not going to spend money there. Um, my mom says bingo, of course, of course. Um, JT says excursions. Meg said beer, but that's me. <laughs> um, I So I don't have to drink to feel like I have a good cruise, yep. but I do like having some cocktails depending on the cruise and who I'm with. I may have more or less, but I don't, I don't need to. Yeah. I'm, I'm recently into like pina coladas. One, when mm. we went to Puerto Rico and had oh, that pina colada, yeah. like, it's definitely better than the cruise ship pina coladas, but that that experience has like turned me on to pina coladas. Pina colada. Yeah. Do you like pina coladas? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, bingo with Matt. My mom says. Yeah, you said that already. <laughs> did I? You did. Okay. And then, um, all right. Final one. Final one. Using one word or phrase. Why do you love to cruise? So you can express this in a single word or a few words. Why do you love to cruise? Let the new cruisers know what is so great about cruising that we are so crazy about it that we do YouTube channels and Facebook groups and we talk to like what is so great about cruising? Do you have an answer for that? Or you want to see what they all have to say first? I'm gonna see what they have to say first on this one. Meg says relaxation. Okay. All right relaxation that's a good one let's see if we get some more in here by the way don't forget to hit the thumbs up if you haven't already if you're out there in youtube land that's all we got relaxation <laughs> we stumped everybody else there we go oh. new cultures and relations oh i like that cultural experiences um yeah yeah it's your world your way says kevin that's great exploration says meg um <laughs> being on the water adventure yes yes that's my mom. view of open ocean equals peaceful mike that's mike there and then uh jt says meg you beat beat him to it 
Um, <laughs> oh, Meg said exploration. <laughs> yes. Andy said it's not promising that no one has anything, but they have it now. <laughs> yeah, they have it. They have it. They were just delayed there. <laughs> um, what would you say? Well, I have two kind of two thoughts. One, all inclusive. Okay. Because yeah. I like that I'm yeah. paying it and not thinking about it later. Yeah. Of course, there's things that can be added, but that's beside the point. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to be. The other one is I get to travel without driving. Yeah. Stress-free. Stress-free. That might yeah. be a good one. Um, adventure. Kind of like exploration. Adventure. Um, easy. Yeah. I mean, inexpensive. <laughs> Out of the country, Caribbean, multiple locations. I mean, there's a there's a lot here, right? Water, water, water. <laughs> yes, very cool, very cool. All right, that is great. Thank you, everybody that was in the chat tonight. Thank you guys for helping Did us. Did you take notes, Matt? I, I well, no, we can be wrong, so that's okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for helping out our new cruisers as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. Cruise creature. Oh my gosh. I forgot about the cruise yeah. creature. Are you ready for it? Let's do it real quick. Yeah. We're not I was starting to say we'll knock that cruise creature out, but you know I didn't mean physically. You not. probably shouldn't I would never, do that. I would not do that. The cruise creature for this episode not is a touch screen. Is dang it is one we saw today, which is going to be. You didn't put a picture. I there. did. It just oh, it didn't upload. It's going to be the gopher tortoise. Let me see if I can get it to come up again. Maybe it, maybe it's too big to go in there, or we can share the screen if we have to. The gopher tortoise, because we were on a place called Egmont Key today, a little island called Egmont Key, where by the way the pilot boats hang out. That's where the pilot captains like live. I think for at least parts of their life, and. um it is riddled with gopher tortoises. No, it doesn't like that image. So um, I wonder if I can try and keep talking. Okay. So gopher tortoises are really cool tortoises that are found throughout Florida. And they are one of the bigger tortoises that we have in the United States. And they're really special because they like to live in the high and dry areas of the state of Florida, which has been kind of a benefit and a non-benefit for them because People also like to build stuff in the high and dry areas of Florida, which has mean that which has meant that these animals have had to deal with a lot of um, habitat loss, and that's one of the biggest challenges. For there we go. There's one of the. I know that's not the picture you are trying, but that's no, the but only it's, one I it's, have access to. Yeah, but it's one that we saw today. Um, so these are really cool animals. You can call them a turtle. Tortoise is kind of a type of turtle, and tortoises are not super scientific terms. So I don't care if you use them interchangeably, but when we talk about tortoises, we're typically talking about a family of Chelonians, turtles, and uh, and the tortoises are all terrestrial that we know of. I never say all in science, and they have flat feet, and some of them live in rainforests, some of them live in deserts, they live in different habitats, but a lot of them are more arid, and even in Florida, they live in the drier places. These guys are called gopher tortoises because they dig burrows and these burrows can be nine feet deep and like almost 50 feet long and uh and they're really important we call them a keystone species 
And what that means is a keystone is I'm from St. Louis, so I'm partial to arches. But if when you build an arch, the last piece you put in is, is the keystone. And so a keystone species is an animal or plant that if you remove that from the ecosystem, imagine you take that stone out, well, your whole arch, it collapses. And so gopher tortoises are keystone species because the habitats that they live in in Florida are prone to forest fire. And it's actually a good thing because if these habitats don't catch on fire every few years or so, they will change because different plants will grow up and replace the ones that are there that are kind of scrubby plants and it'll become a different type of habitat. So normally and historically lightning will cause these fires, but now they even have what's called a prescribed burn where they will intentionally burn areas in a safe way. The reason the gopher tortoise is important for this is because um, there are a lot of animals that live in these habitats that get stuck in these fires. These fires burn fast and they burn hot. And so they can't get away. If you're a bird, you can just fly away. But if you're if you're a, a small reptile, an amphibian, an insect, uh, all these things, a, a small mammal, you can't get away. And so turns out a safe place to go when you are a gopher tortoise or when you're or when you're one of these animals is in a gopher tortoise burrow, and they can outlast the fire and then come back out when it's all done. And there have been between 350 and 400 different species of animal that have been found inside gopher tortoise burrows. So that's pretty important. That's a pretty important animal. And uh, and so we need our gopher tortoises. They're, they're complete herbivores. So they eat just plants and they are eating all the time. They would be great cruisers actually, because my, my good friend Kevin actually said this one time and, and I think it's very appropriate. It's the only animal that he said he had ever seen that would stop running away to eat. You know, like they're like, they're starting to, they see something that scares them, they're starting to run away, but then they like catch a piece of grass that looks really tasty and they stop and they eat it. These animals eat a lot of different types of vegetation, different parts of different plants through different times of the year, very specific, but very cool animals. And if you're in Florida for a cruise or vacation or, or you live here, there are definitely places you can go to see gopher tortoises, even though they are kind of considered a threatened species. If they are in a habitat that is preserved, they're usually very abundant. And Egmont Key has a bunch of them because in the early 2000s, there was kind of late 90s, early 2000s, there was a respiratory disease that was wiping out tortoises in North America and gopher tortoise populations, they thought, were going to be threatened by this. So they took tortoises that were not showing uh, signs of having this respiratory disease, and they put them on Egmont Key, where they're isolated, so that they'd have a stable population. Well, Egmont Key is the perfect habitat for gopher tortoises, so they've been very prolific there. Turns out that gopher tortoises are not super susceptible to dying from this respiratory ailment. So they're not immune to it completely, but they do pretty well with it. So that ended up not being as bad as we thought it was going to be. But that's why there, we saw probably what, 12, 15 gopher tortoises today on the island. Oh we yeah. There, there were a ton like of them. An hour and a half. And we weren't even actively looking for them. So, so here, here's what I can tell you about gopher tortoises and I can't find an exact number. So they move really fast. You think? 
I do think, like, I mean, you could out like, you, walk well, absolutely, but like, <laughs> you hear about like the tortoise and the hare and stuff, mm. and like they're moving super duper slow. No, these puppies move. My mom says you mean golfer tortoise. They do move. They yes, yes. The fables are not really yeah. accurate. No, I was to trying it. to find an exact speed and I couldn't. So my speed is pretty fast. Probably about four tortoise. If I had to guess, I'd say about five miles per hour. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed. That's that's all I've got. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, too, because people often ask me that question. Like when I'm doing programs with kids, a lot of times they'll say, how fast is it? Especially like snakes and lizards mm. for some reason. And it's and I always tell them the same thing. Like the species that we have, I'm like, you could most of these animals you could outrun. They're most of the time they're they're small. They have little legs. But here's the thing. They're going to be able to go through like bushes and plants and get into nooks and crannies that that you can't. So it's not always about speed to escape from predators. It's more about agility and being adapted to fit into places that other things can't chase you, you know, to get to you. So speed's not everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> JT, I had one chase the dog one time. Well, they are harmless to your dog. Now, I will tell you, if you see a gopher tortoise, please do not bother it. Um, don't try and pick it up. Don't try and pet it. A lot of times they will be okay with you just hanging out, taking pictures. But if you do pick it up or scare it, what they'll do is they will let out a bunch of water and, and it is really water. And so the reason you want to do that is that is like a, that is a survival strategy that they have. Cause typically speaking, if a predator picks something up and a bunch of liquid comes out, they usually will spit it out. The problem is gopher tortoises don't hardly ever drink standing water. Most of the water they have access to is from the food that they eat. So, they will store water very well. Their reptiles are good at conserving water. They store that water in their bodies. And if you scare them and they let all that water out, it's like it's like going to somebody out in the desert and spilling their canteen. It's just not a nice thing to do. <laughs> so ob observe them and uh, don't feed them. Um, just just watch them. Take some pictures, some video. You know, give them a name, whatever you want. But Franklin. Be respectful. Franklin, the turtle, the gopher tortoise. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else? I think I'm done. Are you ready to wrap it I'm up? I'm ready to wrap it up. So I'm going to wrap it up because I'm all finished. Oh, that's that's bad. That's uh, That was real bad. I'm sorry. We went way past our time. We had a lot to say. We did. All right. Well, on that, that note, blah, 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 it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. All right, and we are back to hang out for a few minutes. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, and what I thought we would do here. You want to oh. do this before we say goodbye?
pause. Oh, you want to do you want to do the pause? I mean, if people well, look, are listening to this, they can't if, see if what you're, you're doing. If you're listening, you can't see what we're doing. But what I'm doing is demonstrating a little bit of of my draw channel. So um, let me just oh. put my fanciness on there. Oh, you're putting it up there. Okay. Just my fancy, a little bit of my fancy. And uh, and so you won't be able to see this. So we are going to sign off from the audio version now. We will pause and sign off for the audio version. But come on over to YouTube if you're listening to this in the future and uh, and check it out. And go. don't forget to go check out Draw with Matt. So 